We are in Job uh, chapter 13 and 14 today. I keep threatening to get through two chapters in a morning, but we'll see if that ever happens. Um, So we are in Job 13, and we'll take these again in sections as we go through. Job is still uh, uh, answering uh, the the um, the last of the first um, uh, the first speeches. So um, in verse one, he says, "Behold, my eye has seen all this; my ear has heard and understood it." What you know, I also know. I am not inferior to you, but I would speak to the Almighty, and I desire to reason with God. You are forgers of lies. You are all worthless physicians. Oh, that you would be silent, and it would be your wisdom. Now hear my reasoning, and heed the pleadings of my lips. Will you speak wickedly for God, and talk deceitfully with Him? Will you show partiality for Him? Will you contend for God? Will it be well when he searches you out? Or can you mock him as one mocks a man? He will surely rebuke you if you secretly show partiality. Will not his excellence make you afraid and the dread of him fall upon you? Your platitudes are proverbs of ashes and your defenses are like defenses of clay. Hold your peace with me and let me speak and then let come upon me whatever will. So this first section um, is really Job's criticisms of his friends. Um, He kind of goes through these sections, and each one kind of has a a, a slightly different different aspect of something he's bringing out. Uh, So verse 1 and 2, what's his basic concept that he's... uh, uh, starting off this criticism of his friends with. I know the same stuff you All right. We noticed, kind of, I think, as we moved through this first set of speeches, how they changed in their attitude towards him. They started off from a position of respect, and, and I don't know if his... Health has deteriorated more and more. Uh, we talked about how it seems that that's not going away. It's, it, it's at least again and again. I don't know if he's looking like he, it's degenerative and, and things like that, but, but it seems as we've gone through this that they have had less and less respect for him. Right? Where he was once a teacher of, oh, you're wise, and, you've, you know, and now it's... Um, they're looking down on him. He's, he's less. And he said, he's reminding them, I'm not less smart than you. Just because I, I don't look like I used to and, and uh, I, I don't look as healthy as I used to and I'm not as healthy as I used to be, I didn't become less of a, a person. Uh, and I, I think that it does kind of illustrate a, a tendency in us to evaluate things on, uh, on who and how people appear. Uh, it's just a human tendency. There's a, I saw a thing where uh, they said you can, you can, for a given, you know, whatever job, you can guess a person's salary based on their height. <laughs> a tall person and a short person entering into the same position. Maybe this is an old thing, so I don't know if there's more 
safeguards built in because of all the you know uh, attention to salary discrepancies. But there used to be a thing where just tall people tended to make more money. Um, we evaluate based on based on uh, what people look like. So he says, I'm not inferior to you. Now, he returns some of their own accusation to them. And what is that accusation? There's something they said, and it kind of increased as we went. Zophar was the worst of it. And he kind of returns it back to them. What are they guilty of? Verse 4, you are forgers of lies. I remember they talked about, uh, Zophar says, oh, you're, 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 all this is happening to you, and you're a, a speaker of incorrect doctrine. Right? Uh, and, and he accused them, of, accused them of some lies. And so uh, this is not just a, a matter, you know, like two kids in the schoolyard you're a liar. No, you're a liar. No, you're a liar. No, you're a liar. Right? That, that's not what's happening here. Um, Zophar could never really pinpoint what it was that that he stated that was incorrect. It's just kind of all really general. Uh, however, they have their lies are identifiable. They have manufactured accusations against him without any basis of, of fact. They, they've just made it all up because they're trying to justify this, this idea they have, this philosophy that certainly bad things happen to people because of bad things they've done. So they now have to invent bad things that he's done to, to justify their idea. Uh, it's just called, uh, we talked about confirmation bias, right? Uh, so that's what they're doing. So, um, so Job is accurate. Their their accusations of lying is is not accurate. What else does he accuse them of being? Physicians, physicians who don't help, right? worthless physicians. Um, they had useless cures. They're what we would call, I guess, snake skin, uh, snake oil salesmen, right? They they have all sorts of things and suggestions for him to do, and, and none of it's really profitable. Uh, in verse five and six, he's going. Uh, to accuse me, he's like, you know, it'd be better if you just shut up now. Right? Um, you don't listen. One of, the, what is, one of the worst things in conversations that we do, and it, it causes so many problems in conversations, is the way we look at another person's, you know, when, when we're conversing on a topic, especially something that we're disagreeing about. When the other person is talking, what is that an opportunity for? What's that? Somebody else to 
Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking about my response to whatever was said, you know, a minute ago. Right? It's, it's like a text. If you, if you look at a chain of texts, right, um, between people, typically people are answering something that was asked before. So if you read a, a chain of text, that a lot of times it doesn't make sense until you realize that, that the texts kind of need to go like this, and then they'll make sense. But, like... This person's already asked something, but I'm answering. <laughs> like, ah. And if you get good at it, you can kind of do it. Oh, he asked this, and, and this is an answer to that. And that's the way we do our conversations. We're answering, so this person said this. Now, I tuned out. I kind of got the gist of what he's saying there, but I'm, I need to answer this thing back here. So then he's, oh, and now he's said this while well, I was thinking of that, so I'm going to have to come back to that later. And that's how our conversations go, instead of listening and responding, and listening and then responding. Uh, so, so he's accused them of not listening. He's like, it would be better if you would just be quiet and actually listen to what I'm saying. Then, then your responses might be different. We go back to the last chapter. I'm not going to go back there, but, but just to remind, he, his, his previous speech had been talking about, you know, what would happen if he had, um, you know, what a case with God would look like. Not that he could do it, but, but if it did, what are the various things that would look like, and how would that proceed? He's kind of just a rhetorical, kind of I wish it could happen, sort of, not really, but it's kind of sort of. And then kind of as he evolves in this, and as we're going to go through the book of Job, we're going to see him more and more go, you know what, God, I do want a court case with you. I, I, I've decided this. You know, He kind of gets full of himself um, and, and wants that. Uh, but at least at the beginning, it's, it's kind of a rhetorical thing. Uh, and so, so he kind of refers back to that idea in his criticisms uh, of them. And he says, will you speak wickedly for God? Now, what does that mean? Will you speak wickedly for God? And, and here's a, 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 another statement. Will you show partiality for him? Well, shouldn't we show partiality for God? That seems like something we should do. He seems like he's criticizing them for doing that. Why would he criticize them for showing partiality on God's behalf when we kind of should be partial towards God? So, so what is he asking here? And is he wrong in it? Okay. Um, so, so what does it mean to talk deceitfully or to lie on his behalf? One of their main accusations, we're in on Job 13. Uh, one of their main accusations was his audacity. How dare you? How dare you say these things? You're, you're, you're getting close to blasphemy. Okay? You're daring to complain to God. How dare you? However, it is just as bold to speak on, on God's behalf and say something that he's not ever said. It might be worse. 
a lot of people are very presumptuous. Uh, and uh, especially when you can't prove your point. You start making it up as you go along. And people do. People get so tied to something, an idea, that they just make it up as they go. Now you've made it up and you've kind of got to cover, cause, and you'll see this in a debate, uh, whenever somebody has kind of stretched too far, and, and, and it's like, uh, like they stretch themselves thin and they've got to start covering the gaps. You know, and so they, they start using worse and worse logic and worse and worse examples. Uh, and and it's, it, it is, it's very bold. It's, and God is not happy with it. Just, there's an idea that the more arguments you use, the, the better your position is. So, well, an endless line of, of worthless arguments is worthless. And that's kind of what they've done here as they've gone. And more and more arguments and worse and worse arguments because their initial positions are, are inconsistent. So he's talking about this court case with God, but he's saying, how dare you? I, I've recognized that I could not go to God and, and present my own case. But who are you to assume that you have the right to prosecute me on his behalf? You've assumed the same thing that I've assumed I can't do, just on the other side of the legal case. You can't be his representation, just like I don't have the ability to go and say, okay, God, um, we're, we've got a court date set for such and such a date. Uh, I'm going to present my defense. Who are you to... And he said, the, the, I, the concept of showing partiality, where we think, well, it should be, you should be able to show partiality. Yes, in, in, a, in, a, in a basic sense, we should. But he's saying, you haven't even heard my complaint yet. And you've already determined I'm wrong uh, because of your assumption of what God is doing. You're showing partiality for not necessarily for God Himself, but for your assumption of what God's case would be. You already got this partiality, and so there's no way I can possibly be right in your eyes. Oh, um, he has another criticism down in verse. In 9 through 12, what's his basic, uh, his basic criticism of them? Or maybe not so much them, but their position. were reversed, what would you say then? We kind of talked about that a little bit last week. You know, it's easy to accuse and to uh, summarize positions when you're not in, the, in those. It's like, how well would you do with your ideas and your philosophies and all this wonderful stuff, all these wonderful speeches you gave, if he started to just give a little bit of attention to you. Now remember, he's making a false assumption. The false assumption is coming from God. Job's not 100% right here. Uh, 
But the basic idea of if it happened to you, I guarantee you all of a sudden they would be finding excuses for why it had happened. So, um, so he says, you should just be quiet. That would be nice. If, if uh, uh, you know, Sometimes people talking just makes it worse. Right? It's like you came here under the, the, the concept of comforting me. It was nice. You were quiet for a week. <laughs> now, now you're just making the whole situation worse. And so, obviously, because there's 42 chapters in Job, they don't take the hand. <laughs> so, it'd be nice if this was a, a, a little short of a book, and right after this they said, okay. And then God came in, and Elihu came in, and, and then we wrapped up this book. But, uh, but sometimes people don't take the hand. So we go on down through, uh, we're going to continue now through uh, a little bit more into the, the chapter. He says, uh, beginning in verse 14, he says, why do I take my flesh in my teeth and put my life in my hands? Though he will slay me, yet I will still trust in him. Even so, I will defend my own ways before him. He will be my salvation, because a hypocrite could not come before him. Listen carefully to my speech and to my declaration with your ears. See, now I have prepared my case. Ooh, see, <laughs> just a little bit. We're just moving that direction. Um, and I know that I shall be vindicated. Who is he who will contend with me? If I hold my tongue, I'll die. So let's just uh, stop right there. Um, talk about Job's confidence a little bit. Does he seem a little bit overconfident? As you read this, though, you feel a little bit like, I would be nervous in this situation. <laughs> exactly. It's like, there's a fine line between that. Right? There's a fine line. Um, and a lot of it just depends, I guess, on what you know. Uh, I, I think, I, so, um, this, it, it's, it's like leverage. Uh, imagine, I probably used this illustration already. I don't know what I forget. But imagine a 40-foot you know, seesaw, teeter-totter, whatever it is here in Wisconsin. Uh, and, and towards the beginning of it, you're, you're sitting pretty close to the center and balanced. And, and, well, someone wants to win, so they realize leverage, and so they move out a little bit. Well, well how do you counter that? Well, you've got to do this. Right? And so as time goes on, you're moving further away from each other. And, and so people are coming to extremes. You can, you can view this in, if you want to, I hate to bring it up, but America's political situation. This is what's happened over decades and decades and decades. This is, there's no one here. There's no one here. Everyone's out here. And, and that's what this process is going through between Job's friends and Job. They were probably pretty close to each other in terms of where they started at, but as one person just made a little thing, and Job responds to the little thing, oh, if only I, you know, if I could make a case, okay, I don't want a case. You, know, you see Job moving, and you see them moving. We've seen in the three, the three guys that they speak more boldly after each other. So, so that's what's happening. 
Uh, and, and so it, it becomes an arrogance, I think, at some point. That made me think uh, what I see happening here is there's a proverb that says um, uh, an offended brother is more unyielding than a fortified city. Right, so you get basically you get here that you know that what they've done is they their their heart was to help, right? Right. But they've offended him. Yeah. You know, he's offended. He's offended by their presumptions. Mm-hmm. He's offended by their, um, you know, by, by their, uh, you know, their their, their speech towards him. Um, and he's 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 put his heels in. The ground. Right. You know, he's he's right. basically like, look, I'm, he's not. He didn't have it out with God at this point. He has it out with them. Right. You know, and he's offended. Yeah, you know, and he's not going to budge. Yeah, and, and, that, that, and that's just that's just true. And, and uh, it is a good lesson in how we deal with people. Is whenever people are in a position, let's let's assume that that they were right for just a moment, and the way they've dealt with Job, he would have produced the same thing, even though even if he had been a hundred percent wrong, they would have still dug his heels in because of the way they they. They spoke to him because of the way they assumed things, because they didn't listen to him. Whereas if, if they were actually trying to get him back, if that was their real goal, instead of being judgmental, which you can kind of get in their, their tone of voice, uh, they would have talked differently to him and he would have changed. You know, They might have actually convinced him that he did need to repent if they had a slightly, even if, even if he didn't, you know, had he... Had they spoke to him differently, did you have a thought? I thought I saw him. Sorry. You got to also factor in if you've ever been in pain for a long period of time, somebody comes to talk to you and to right. you is nonsense. You don't have a lot of tolerance for that. No. Oh no. You know, and it gets worse and it gets worse. I mean, if I was Job, those guys have been gone a long time ago because I wouldn't have been able to take it. You know what I'm saying? You just, get in the gun. Get out of my house. Your attitude, your perception, everything is like this much. Yeah. Know, because you're dealing with that pain. I know. It's working yeah. on your body and it's sucking the juice right out of your uh, body. So I give Job a lot of credit, <coughs> a lot of credit for sitting there and listening to yeah. these guys. Yeah. You know, because I'm telling you, yeah. it's just... Pain lowers your tolerance exactly. for anything. Right. So, I, I don't want to hear music. I don't want to hear. I certainly yeah. don't want to hear annoying, grating people so talking to me. I don't know if it's as much as him being standoffish, or if it's wearing him down, and he's like, I, I can't take this anymore. I'm right. just going to tell you what I think, you know, and get out of here, you know, kind of. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't have to be in pain to. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. My my brother's like that. He he doesn't suffer. Foolishness uh, for for long as it is, you know, and, and just some people they don't want to be around it. And you just, <laughs> um, so so again, if you add if you add pain or you add some type of physical inconvenience to it, it, it just shortens that fuse. Uh, so so you're right. He's actually a lot of forbearance. Just whispering in my ear, and, and he's dealing with loss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 grief on top of it, and and. It, not just grief, but they're attacking the sore spots of his grief. They're, you know, well, your kids would still be alive. Like, thanks for that, you know. Um, so, as I said, I wouldn't, I would, I would not. I, I've mentioned this a number of times. I think I'm with Guy. I, I would not be here. Like, there would be, <laughs> there would have been words that probably wouldn't be printable in the Bible, you know, if it, if I was Job. So. Um, 
So Job has this confidence, and he, ha- he says, I, have, I will still trust in God. Now, he thinks God has done this to him. Now, think about this. We, we trust in God so long as we, we can blame Satan, or we can blame other people. He is under the impression that God has done this to him for no reason, because, remember, he's maintaining that he's innocent. It keeps occurring, and he goes, I'm still going to trust in God. That's profound. That is profound. Because, and he says, because I'm going to be vindicated. That right now, his only hope is that <laughs> this is, might be as obstinate thing as, as he can cling to. He doesn't have his family. I don't think his wife is much of a support system. At this point, his only hope is, I'm going to show you guys. That's the only weird thing that he's got to keep him up. I am going to prove you wrong at some point. I guess whatever gets you through the day at some point gets you through the day. But um, So we go th- uh, read verse 20 through 23. It says, Only two things don't do to me, and then I will not hide myself from you. Withdraw your hand far from me, and let not the dread of you make me afraid. And then call, and I will answer. Or let me speak and you will respond to me. How many are my iniquities? Why don't we just go through the end of the, the chapter? How many are my iniquities and my sins? Make me known uh, my, what my transgression and my sin is. Why do you hide your face and regard me as your enemy? Why, will you frighten a leaf driven to and fro? And will you pursue dry stubble? For you write bitter things against me and make me inherit my iniquities in my youth. You put my feet in the stocks and watch closely all my paths. You set a limit for the soles of my feet. Man decays like a rotten thing, like a garment that is moth-eaten. So it seems it's difficult. At some point in this section, he begins to talk to God. I don't know if the transition is in verse 20 um, or if it's like in verse 22 or 23. Uh, so it depends on how you're reading it, you know, because he's just talked about, he's just talked to, to them and criticized them, and then he, at, the con- in, at the conclusion he says, just two things don't do, or just two things I'm asking. Uh, and then he actually lists more than two. So uh, maybe it's the first two are things to the friends, and then he transitions to, to his friends. I'm not 100% sure. Um, but... Yeah. The two things that I, the way I see it, first, my version here says it actually labels the section that's starting at verse 20 as yep. the respondent prayer. Yeah, so it right. Like it's transitioning. <laughs> then the second thing is that it's the two things sounds like withdrawing his hand. Mm-hmm. He's talking to God, and then and then and then uh, do not let the dread of you make me afraid. So those are the two things. Don't withdraw your hand and don't make me fear. That's what it seems like to me. That yeah, correct? that's okay. So, so that's what I look at, and then I look at verse twenty-two. It says, "Then call, and I will answer." I, 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 again, it's, this is kind of confusing. It, it's it's hard to say. Is he talking to his friends and saying, "Do these two things," and then he talks to God? I, I don't know. Um, well, but it does appear. I mean, you can make a great case for either one of them. So I, I don't really know. There are things in Job that I can't figure out. It's a confusing book in, in some places. Yeah, it's uh, the the part where it says here because um, it sounds like his, his friends his friends are making a case, and this this is kind of yeah. this is sort of in my opinion shows a sign of humility. Yeah. This part because now now he's just talking to God, mm-hmm. right? And he goes and he turns around in, in verse twenty three and he says, "How many are my iniquities and my sins? Make me 
make me know my transgression and my sin. Right. So basically saying, if these guys are right, right. let me see it. I don't right. see it. Yeah, I suppose that's a good point. Uh, so I kind of read through this, and as I was reading through it, the first thing I, I, I thought is, okay, you're so smart and I'm a sinner, show me what my sins are. You know, that's the way I'm reading it. I'm reading it as he's talking to his friends. Yeah. I don't, really, that's a good point. He might be talking to God. Okay, listen, God, I know I'm not perfect, because he's already said that. No man is perfect. You know, I'm, I'm blameless in sense of comparison to people and the way we live by our laws, but no man is perfect. That's why he sacrifices for things that he doesn't know. So uh, he says, that's, a, that's an interesting point. There might be something. I've, I've sacrificed for these sins. Show me what they are. Then let's be done with this. Right, so, Terry. Well, and my version too, in 20, you know, U is capital, and your... Yeah. Yeah, so, so those are all, see, all of these, even those little paragraph things, those are all inserts. Mm-hmm. So Hebrew and Greek didn't use capitals at all, even for God. Right? Right? If they had capitals, they almost never used them, unless they wrote in all capitals. Right? Um, so, uh, so, so those things are all, um, you know, like you'll see in the, in the New Testament, you'll see spirit. Sometimes it's capitalized, sometimes it's not. And it's all subjective. Those mean nothing. Those are all people's interpretations. So you've got to do be careful about that. Yeah. 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 I, I, I think I think right now as as you know when you're physically healthy and you see you want to see people who aren't you want to see them continue to fight, right? It's like every yeah he fought through it. They don't always want to do it. And you want to fight for them. And they get to a point where they don't want it. It's not worth it to them anymore. God, I just, I want to be done with this. Um, and uh, it, it's, your emotions and your spirituality are often tied to your physical health, sadly enough. Uh, we are weak. We are earthen vessels. <laughs> so, um, just just out of curiosity, at this point, he's already had all the all the calamities, right? Yeah, yeah. And he, he's probably in the street, right? Yeah, to so what, whatever extent. Yeah, he doesn't have much. Talking to him in the street. Like, I, I mean, I don't know. So, so I, I I get the impression that these because he's talked about how he starts to heal and it comes back again. So. I don't think that he's necessarily still out in the street, you know, with the sitting in the dust. I, I kind of get the impression this is taking like months, years. I don't know uh, how long this is going over. Um, you know, this might be like they get together for whatever every week, and these are the speeches that they get. You know, okay, it's uh, Tuesdays where the the friends come over and rip me again. I don't know. I don't know what it, this is, but. Uh, you know, I, I get the feeling that this is taking longer than than just you know a bunch of conversations like bam, 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 bam. Because like 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 I said, I have a short fuse for this stuff. Plus, you have low resistance. Like, all right, guys, I'm tired today. <laughs> I'm gonna have to think about it, and I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to go home, and I, I can't. I've got to try to sleep. Well, I can't really sleep, but I'm gonna try to lay down. Oh, I can't lay down. You know, that's you know he he is a man of low physical strength right now. So. I just I, I've always got the idea that, that these these might even each speech might be a collection of things like you know, it's so hard to know all the details of, of, of Job, you know, as it was. We just kinda read it and zoom 
and, and we're done with it, but, but this, this seems to have taken a lot longer. So. Yeah, it, it does, he, he alternates. I think like anybody, he alternates between, and you do that, you're like, I'm going to give up hope, and you're just like, even, even you can go to bed at night and you're just like, you know, whatever, you're frustrated about it the next day, like, okay, let's try this again. You know, you can, our moods fluctuate. And Job fluctuates between, like, despondency and, you know what, I'm going to be right. And you're going to prove you wrong. And he fluctuates. And you can see him do that. So, um, so we turn to chapter 14. Uh, he says, uh, we're going to read verse, well, let's just go through the whole chapter. And there's, we're not going to hit a, a ton of points in this one. He says, man who is born of woman is a few days and full of trouble. He comes forth like a flower and fades away. He flees like a shadow, doesn't continue. And do you open your eyes on such a one and bring me to judgment with yourself? Who can bring a clean thing out of an unclean? By the way, I want you to, as we go through this, I want you to see how many phrases are similar to phrases in the book of James. Just this chapter. You can almost have an outline of the book of James from this chapter. Uh, who can bring a clean thing out of an unclean? No one, since his days are determined, his number of his months are with you. You have appointed his limits so he can't pass. Look away from him that he could rest. Like a hired man, he finishes his day. For there is hope for a tree. If it's cut down, it will sprout again. Its tender shoots will not cease, though its roots may grow old in the earth, and its stump may die in the ground. Yet the scent of water it will bud and bring forth branches like a plant. But man dies and is laid away. Indeed, he breathes his last. Where is he? As water disappears from the sea and a river becomes parched and dries up, so man lies down and doesn't rise until the heavens are no more. They will not awake nor be roused from their sleep. Oh, if you would only hide me in the grave, then you would conceal me until your wrath is past. So you would appoint me a set time and remember me. If a man dies, will he live again? All the days of my hard service I will wait until my change comes. You will call, I'll answer you. You shall desire the work of your hands, for now you number my steps, but do not watch over my sin. My transgression is sealed up in a bag, and you cover my iniquity. But as a mountain falls and crumbles away, and as a rock is removed from its place, as water wears away stones, and as torrents wash away the soil of the earth, so you destroy the hope of man. You prevail forever against him, and he passes on. You change his countenance and send him away. His sons come to honor, but he doesn't know it. They're brought low, and he doesn't perceive it. But his flesh will be in pain over it, and his soul will mourn over it. And some say that they mourn over him, or there's different translations of that last little bit. There are so many. Did you catch some of the, the, the there's some that are obvious, and then there's some that are just similar terminology. By the way, James is the only New Testament writer who mentions the book of Job, or write, mentions Job the person. Interesting. Uh, Job was apparently a person. I wonder if James suffered some of these things, you know, and, and identified with, um, with, with Job, had some sort of personal thing of loss or whatever, and that sat with him, or whether he just kind of liked that book. Uh, but he talks about the flower fading. It's right? the, same, the same reference to, to this chapter. Um, here it talks about God wiping out plants. Um, and... Uh, or God wiping out, you know, what man's trying to do. And he says, uh, James talks about weep and howl for the miseries that are coming upon you. And, 
He says, yeah. The fresh, the fresh spring out of, out of yep, the yep, the, yep, yep. Who can bring, who can bring right the good from the bad or, or the salt and the, right. So, so there's that, uh, there's that illusion. Um, he talks about covering. You'll cover my iniquity. That's the, actually the closing thought of James: is the one who saves somebody covers a multitude of sins. Um, so uh, he talks about uh, you know numbering the days. And remember, James talks about how uh, you know go and make your plans, but God might not let you live and do this or that. You know, like that's just all these references throughout James. Um, uh, so um, I just think I just found that interesting as I was reading. I was like, "Oh, that's similar. Where have I heard that before?" I was like, "Oh, I've heard all of these things in the Book of James." So there's also a point in verse 21 about if their children are honored, they don't know it. I've heard some people make the case for um, you know when you die, mm. you're not able to see what's going on. Yeah. So so this bears and and so there's some things in here that have made. A, People theorize that that Solomon wrote it because there are thoughts that Solomon has, or maybe Solomon himself liked the Book of Job and borrowed some thoughts. Um, you know, ideas uh, like you know, man has no more share of things done under the sun. You know, um, the remembrance of them is gone, and and, and so so there's a, there is an idea that yeah, they're not really watching. You know, um, it, that. You know, those are consoling things, and when we're consoling people, it's not the time to correct them doctrinally. And you know, kind of like Job's friends, you know, this might not be the right time to do some of that. So, um, but Job makes a few possible mistakes, and I think that's important to point them out. Um, we look at Job, and we want to quickly establish doctrine at every point. He says, "Well, in the book of Job, it says this." Yeah, but some of those are Job's observations, and he was clearly wrong on some of them. Uh, we, we've already established that he misidentified where his suffering was coming from. Um, and so spiritually, he's definitely been wrong. Um, and so he talks about how man's days are fixed. Well, are man's days fixed? No. The Manasseh asked for 15 more years and got it. Man's days are not fixed. Right? If, you know, if... I determined to do something that's really stupid. Was that fixed? Or did I just do something stupid? Did God go, okay, now today you're going to do something stupid because you have to die today. You know? uh, or, no, I, that doesn't make sense. Especially when it's sin that determines your end of death. You know, your end of your life, rather. Well, God didn't make that happen. Any more than he made bad things happen to everybody. This is exactly exactly, and so so we get into some of these things that uh, now sometimes you can like like Job accused his friends of you can speak on behalf of God you can actually be right and use bad arguments have you ever heard people do that mm-hmm. <laughs> so like I agree with you but your logic stinks you know like I wouldn't be caught dead with that argument and so sometimes people re- will refer to Job to prove things that doesn't necessarily prove it. Now, when God speaks at the end, or Elihu, who's a prophet, speaks at the end, okay, we can quote those things. But you can't quote Job's friends, for sure. And you can't even quote Job as, as a proof. Now, they, they might be right. You're going to have to back those things up somewhere else. So, for example, um, he 
has a, a great conclusion, which is accurate. We're not like, and there are certain trees that do this. They fall over, and you can, they'll grow again. I think oak is one of them. There's, I, I saw a, a, one of the commentaries I was reading was like describing some of the trees. If they're near water, they'll re-root. I didn't know that that could happen. I know that if it doesn't, you know, like I've got a stump in the back of my yard, I cut it off, and it's like, it's growing again. Okay, we'll have to take care of that next year. Uh, I thought I got that down pretty good. No, no, it's a persistent tree. But I didn't know you could actually unroot a tree, and if it finds water, it'll start growing again. That's pretty impressive. Um, But he says, man doesn't do that. There's no such thing as reincarnation. A wonderful place to turn to it, except this is Job's observations. You've got to be careful. Because you're also quoting a man who was decidedly wrong in his observations elsewhere. So just a, just a kind of a, a point. But Job does get that right. But he doesn't know it. For sure. Um, but Job does get some things right here. Man who is born of woman has trouble. So who's that? Everybody? <laughs> Even the one man who wasn't born of a woman? <laughs> Right? Uh, Adam had some troubles. Man ages from his birth. Again, it's generally true. Like I remember, I remember the point at which uh, I used to be a Patriots fan. I'm not really a sports fan now, but I remember the point at which I'm like, I'm older than Tom Brady. <laughs> I remember thinking that. I was like, I'm five years old than him. So now he's an old guy, still playing. He's an old guy. I'm like, I'm still five years older than him. What does that make me? You know, it's like, oh man. Like, you start aging fast. It's like, it seems like just yesterday I was younger than all these great athletes. I remember being younger than all the great athletes. Now I'm like, I could be their dad. Like, what happened? You just age. Yeah, I'm still, I'm always younger than Joe Montana. But, uh, so, we start to age fast, and all of a sudden you look, look around, and you're like, you, you, you do one of those things where you feel like you're younger than you are, and you do something you shouldn't be doing, and you realize, and you're forced to realize that you're not as young as you feel. Oh, that was stupid, right? So, and God knows the days of man. Now, whether they're determined or not, that's different. But certainly God knows them. And the good doesn't come from bad. He knows that. It appears that that Job acknowledges here, and we've even talked about that, that he's not perfect, right? He knows he's got something, and like you mentioned, he's asked... God, just show me where it is, and let's get this over with. And, and he fluctuates between that and I am going to be vindicated. I'm, I'm, I still feel right. But a yeah, little doubt there. A little doubt. Well, without more than any spoilers, but the, you know, the fact that you mentioned that, um, you know, be careful where you where you yeah. go from it. Because, because there's a... There's a go-to scripture that I've got, like in Job 33, and it just, I said I started questioning. I said, is that is that from his friends or is that from 
Um, I always say, I can't pronounce his name. Uh, Zophar? No. Uh, El- Elihu? Uh, Elihu? Elihu? Elihu. I don't know. You're yeah. probably closer, yeah. actually. It was Joe, Joe 33 Elihu, but he, he basically, one, at one point, he, he, he addresses and he says, uh, you know, the one about God does speak to you in dreams. Yeah. You know, he and and he, he basically told them, you know, you're not listening. Yeah. He did answer you, but you're not listening. <laughs> that type of thing. So it's not like it's not like uh, he's just doing this and right. without, you know without justice or reason. You're you're not listening. Right. So that's um, I thought that was interesting to go to that to his feedback versus his friends because that's actually prophetic. And right. Yeah. Yeah. So so the end does confirm. He does can kind of confirm. Like I have to interrupt you because you're not listening. So one, one more thought, because last, last week we ended sooner than we wanted, and we kind of ended in a negative spot. And I wanted to end in a positive spot with one observation. Job here, uh, he, he indicates, he says, listen, God destroys plans of man. And like, 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 like water washes away rock. And we get so caught up in everything going on around us. And people have their plans, people make their plans, and people have all sorts of Wonderful ideas of things. And, and we kind of feel helpless, like Job. We, we feel like all this is going on. And we, there's nothing I can do to stop it. God says, I wash it away. Again, that's Job's observation, but it is a true observation. God, nothing here, as, as, as solid as a rock as it appears to us, God goes, there'll be a mountain that disappears if I wish it. And that's what I want you uh, to leave with from this diet. So you dismissed.